0: A reading from Luke 9:51 through 62. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell the fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. The word of the Lord. God,
1: our scripture this evening marks what is the decisive turning point in Luke's gospel, the gospel that we have been um, studying since, uh, the, the, since the time of Christmas and that we are going to be walking through um, past Easter. And so in Luke, everything turns on this simple phrase that occurs in verse 51. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. He set his his face to go to Jerusalem. That now becomes Jesus's singular focus. It's his final destination. It's the place where he will accomplish what he was sent to do. There's no turning back. No turning back. Now we, of course, know what Jesus's journey to Jerusalem will mean. What it's going to mean for him. It's going to mean rejection. It's going to mean betrayal. It's going to mean slander. It's going to mean humiliation and mockery. It's going to mean unspeakable suffering. And and ultimately, it is going to mean his death on a Roman cross. Jesus knew all that when he set his face towards Jerusalem. He knew that he was going to have to face the hardest things. The ugliest things, the most painful things in all the whole world. And he set his face towards there anyway. Now, the beginning of Jesus's journey towards Jerusalem, it it leads him towards uh, a dangerous neighborhood that Jesus decides to to pass through Samaria. And so he sends ahead of him messengers to to, uh, have a Samaritan village to prepare to receive him. Now, even though Jesus was a Jew, he was no anti-Samaritan. In fact, in his most famous parable in the Gospel of Luke, it's a story about a good Samaritan. But this Samaritan village will not receive Jesus. Why? It's because of that simple phrase again. Because his face was set toward Jerusalem. So already, Jesus' intended destination is causing him problems. The reason Samaritans had a problem with Jesus going to Jerusalem is that they had their own idea of where he should worship. Now, the Samaritans were close cousins to the Jewish people, but their idea was that the the correct place to worship was in Samaria, in the town of Samaria, uh, on, on the temple on their own mountain, Mount Gerizim. So already, Jesus sets his face towards Jerusalem, and the first thing that happens is ethnic and religious conflict. A conflict that is filled with so much bitterness and hatred that Jesus' disciples could say without blinking an eye, should we call down some fire from heaven to destroy these people? No big deal. But that's what happens when your face is set towards Jerusalem. Because when you're headed there, you can't help but avoid, not avoid the hard stuff. Now last year, when this whole pandemic thing started, it was in the season of Lent. Now, we got our Together Ash Wednesday service last year, but it wasn't too long after that that the pandemic struck. And it seemed like that time a, a fitting season to reflect uh, on, on what it means to be disruptive and kind of shaken out of our normal routine. And it, it also seemed a fitting time to reflect on our own mortality, our own finitude, our own ultimately powerlessness in, in the face of these great and invisible forces that that shape the world. But it seems, in a lot of ways, honestly, that last year's Lent never ever ended. And so I guess, in some ways, we're just picking right up where we left off. Or where we never even left. And so with this Ash Wednesday, we are reminded that our long Lent goes on. We're long haulers when it comes to this. And this year, it's different. You know, last year, this happened. It was disruptive. And we were like facing this acute crisis. We were just struggling to keep our heads above water. And we didn't know when the water was going to stop rising. But we're not in panic mode, at least not in the same way anymore. And so this year, what's being tested is our endurance, our ability to endure. And we're faced with these questions, you know, can we keep walking with Jesus during this Lent? Are we with him for the long haul? Or because it's going to a hard place, Jerusalem, or are we going to find an excuse to to? To to drop out To back off To to stand down To go our own way Like the three people In the end of our passage Who don't follow Jesus And for each one There's an excuse For each one There's a valid reason why Now is just not the right time All of them have a reason For avoiding the road to Jerusalem Of avoiding all of the hard stuff That comes with that But But if we want to find ourselves fit for the kingdom of God, that's what Jesus talks about in this passage, then there's not going to be any avoiding of it for us. We've got to continue to walk the hard road. And that's what I'm feeling personally, especially called to this Lent, of walking right into and right through the hard stuff that this past season of life has revealed in me. Hard stuff in my relationships. Hard stuff in what it means to be a, a, a pastor <laughs> in, in the cliched unprecedented times, but, 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 but trying to hold some, some kind of center and, and hold things together when, when, when it feels like you're just being pulled in a million different directions. And I, and I don't think that's unique to the, the, the pastoral vocation. I think a lot of us feel like we're really struggling to, to, to hold Things together. And we're understanding just how much we can't. There's the hard stuff that comes with living in, in the city of Minneapolis, with everything that's happened, everything that's going on. There's the challenge of living in the uh, uh, United States of America. But truly, the hardest stuff of all is the stuff that we have to face within ourselves. And I have to face within myself. So how about you? A question to ponder tonight to roll over in your mind is, is what is something hard you're feeling like you need to walk into or walk through as a follower of Jesus? Something maybe that's been, been troubling your spirit or, or, or you've been trying to avoid till now, but, but you know you, you just can't. Keep avoiding it. You can't walk around it. You can't deny it. You've just got to go into it, and you've got to go through it with Jesus. Now, the beautiful promise, even in the midst of the season, is that we know on the other side of the hard stuff, of going to Jerusalem, is a a beautiful and a powerful and a wonderful testimony to, to the power of Jesus Christ and the faithfulness of God. And if you've ever walked a hard road before, then you know that this is true, but that does not necessarily make doing it this time again any easier. But Jesus is here with us. He's in front of us. He's leading the way. And, and he's behind us and, and, and he's prodding us along the journey. And he's beside us, right beside us as we walk this hard road as our companion. He is determined to make it. He is going to go all the way there. His face is set toward Jerusalem. He's not turning back. And neither should we. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.